Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast. Where Wargaming was easy, it'd be wrong. This is episode 243. We talk about IOWOG, uh, Dan's experience with IOWOG, and uh, upcoming events. So if you've not realized it yet, Flying Monkey is sold out for this year. So get on the waiting list. Uh, hit us up. Let us know if you want to be on the waiting list. Uh, we're full at 120 so far. I'm sure there'll be some drops between now and then, so we'll be able to get you in. But like I said, to get in, you probably need to get on the waiting list. So make sure you do that. Uh, www.flyingmonkeycon.com and uh, here is episode 243. Enjoy guys and gals and whoever whatever's listening out there. Man, look at me like a new leaving my phone on. Alright guys, another week, another episode. Uh, here with uh, Scott fucking Sasser. What's happening, Scott? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing tonight? Pretty good, pretty good. And uh, Dan, <coughs> I guess now he's the, the king of the hobby in Iowa. Uh, Dan Sammons. What's happening, Dan? No, no. In all of Lord Marshall. <laughs> in all of Lord Marshall, huh? Yep. The Lord Marshall hobby champion, Dan Sammons. Going for a two for here. Yeah. So, uh, I guess Dan got back from Iowa, which uh, I could not unfortunately attend, but I had a beautiful, beautiful granddad that had their big party, so I went to it instead. And apparently, that was all it took to let Dan get a best painted at an event. So, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I, I joke. I, I do one thing I do have to give Sammy's credit for is Dan traditionally has always brought good looking armies, even, even if he's. Hop in the meta, they still look pretty good when he shows up. So I, I do have to give him a little props there. Yeah, I, I usually they're not always finished. You know, they're in the process. But this one was finished, so burn a lot of that midnight oil, dude, just to get the shit done, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, so what? I think I walked around after my first game. Good. No, go ahead, man. That's fine. I like to start. I was, <clears throat> I just walked around after my first game, and I was like. Oh, I might have one of the. I was like, I usually have one of the top three best painted armies here, because there was uh, was uh, quite quite a few uh, armies that were pretty shameful on the hobby front. Much shame. So, I'm sure we can talk about that more. <laughs> yeah, is it the usual suspects. Charlie, I mean, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying they're all, I'm not from one area, but yeah. So, you know, this is a mad dash. Not all the chaos space from units are out yet. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta, you gotta find yeah. them where you can. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Lordy. So, uh, I guess give a rundown of Iowa. You want to walk through that? Tell me your weekend went. Yeah, so we uh, got there. They were setting up on Friday night. It was in a store. It was kind of a strip mall. So they had a another location like a couple doors down for to get it to 60 people. So, I mean, there's there probably enough space. They could have gone up to like 70, you know, 
without without too much issue. But oh, it was a pretty good location. Um, the uh, terrain was they changed they changed terrain every single round. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, so they 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 had they marked the tables with a little you know, center dot, and they had it, they had it basically had it set up where they uh, at the end of each round, you know, get your shit off the table so they could reset it up. So they had set terrain every round, but it was different every round. So I mean, props to them for doing that. I think it made a good experience. But if it was me, I'd have done. I did. I'd have picked different missions to make it a little easier, <laughs> and I have to reset it up every single round. But uh, so they did that, and then. Uh, I mean, otherwise, uh, three games Saturday, two on Sunday. It was honestly the the train overall, though, because they did that was was pretty good. They had some big some. Uh, every table had runes that had the first four line of sight blocked, um, but they also generally had some that did not have the first four line of sight blocked. Uh, but there was a nice variety in there. So um, even though one of the tables uh, had a had was very heavy on the block, but most of them were, were pretty split. Um, but I think other than that, there was, uh, no real, no real issues that I saw as far as any, uh, any drama. It went pretty smooth. They ran on time, uh, the Saturday night, you know, they, uh, down the road a mile, there was a, uh, Outback Steakhouse or whatever. So they had a, a reservation for like 25 people. So about half the tournament ended up going there and eating dinner together. So it's pretty oh, that, that's so fun. That's so enjoyable. Yeah. So we, we had like three tables in one area. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a great event. I would, I would definitely go back and uh, do it again next year. So, how many total people were at the? What was the final ending like number total? I think at 58, 59, something like that. So Ooh, nice, nice. Pretty good size GT. Yep, pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty varied meta for the most part. I don't think there was any ad mech. Only one or two great knights. Only one or two thousand suns, uh, probably six or seven chaos space marines. Good amount of knights between chaos and imperial, probably eight or nine. Uh, good amount of blood angels. Good amount of tau. Only two eldar. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. So, and, and you know the and like I said the 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 paint quality. Like there are some people whose armies you could tell were in progress, uh, which is fine. But there was a couple guys whose armies were. Uh, pushing the boundary as far as yeah, I they were pretty questionable. They were extremely rushed and extremely uh, um, ghetto. Could you dis- could you discern discern the fucking models from each other? Though? Like like if, if they said this was a guy with this weapon and this weapon, did he have that shit? Uh, one of the guys. I mean, one of the—I I won't use—I like to use his name, but it's, I mean, Charlie's Death Guard were pretty sketch. So, I mean, he had like you know the fantasy ogre fists. Yeah, he—I he don't—I'm not sure. I guess what weapons those are, but he had those on his plague marine dudes. But it was more—it was like such a hobby. Yeah, it, it looked like he had five different people's armies yeah. together. So it was one of those that like I honestly couldn't really tell. Uh, what it was so not easily um his demon prince literally looked like a it, it literally was like a, an old death dread with demon like a demon head it, it was i don't even know how to describe it but it was it's pushing the boundary too much for me it, it just screamed of last minute med chasing is what it kind of screamed yeah of. and I, I, I like charlie but 
you know, and, and, you know, some of their Minnesota guys were pretty rough on, on theirs, but there were some other guys, I don't know who, what club they're from that, you know, didn't have painted bases. And so, I mean, if, if, if they had to be strict, you'd have pulled like probably pull, models pull up. a lot of models. Yeah. You'd probably have to pull like five or six people's models. Um, you know, and, and I, I gotta be honest though, like, uh, the hobby quality is definitely dropping. I think over the last two years. So you, you think in general, just not this event, right? You're talking about in general. In, in general, I feel like the hobby quality is well, it, and it kind of comes down to this: like the game is changing, the game changes so fast. So if anybody wants to try to chase the meta, I mean, you don't have a lot of time to do it. You know, well, we were just we were talking talking today because uh, the GW event like coming up in end of October. I bet the that uh, data slate's going to hit like a couple weeks before that event. You know, so. So I bet so at that point it's like you got a couple weeks to hobby your army up. It's probably, you know, it just it just the time frame of all the of the new the way the game shifts so fast, you know, it just isn't uh you know, doesn't work well for people to get their stuff painted that fast. So or or put the time in, I guess. So but I do I do think the hobby has gotten worse and worse over the last couple of years. So reaching a point now that's pretty rough is what we're, what we're seeing. I mean, even at show me, there was a couple armies that were, whew, you know, so. Yeah. But I mean, you can, you, that, that's to be expected. Like a couple armies, what would they have 109 players? So a couple armies that can be questionable best that just maybe guys that are just trying to get out there and play. But I mean, I haven't noticed too much of a hobby dip. I think there's more me, of a, let me rephrase that. The amount of, I don't care if somebody, if somebody paints their shit and it looks like they put the effort in, it looks like dog shit. I mean, yeah. some people just aren't good painters, but the, the amount of, uh, just lazy, get you by hobby quote unquote is as well, lazy risen. conversions. Yeah. That, that has risen, I think. So, but anyway, so you think it's universal or you think it's just in our region? I'm sure it's universal. I and mean, the game is switching. You know, I know I saw some stuff for WGC on uh, somebody posted on Twitter because, like, they, whatever the timing was, like, somebody had to paint an entire Necron army, uh, like, in, in like two weeks. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, it just, it doesn't, uh, the game, like I said, I think it's all just partly revolving around the game, the meta switching so fast. So, you know, if you, if you were a Harlequin player and you, and you got your Harlequins all ready to go, you know, and you get to play them for six weeks, and then they get nerfed, and then you're onto something else, and you you jump to Tyranids, and then that gets nerfed. So it's kind of like a if you're if you're chasing at all, you're you're probably going to get behind on the hobby, I think. Yeah, I don't know. My experience at the GW events was, you know, there was a lot of players at those, and I don't remember seeing any armies I thought were trash. You know, but they were huge events. Yeah, you, know, you, you think people try and get a, get away with it where they think they can get away with it is like one of those you know people raised to the the level of the expectations type of deal, or do you, or do you think that just yeah, I think so. I think, but yeah, I think you're right. The GW event was fairly good overall. So, and I went to two, you know, and they both were pretty. Like you know, there were armies that like you know. Usually, I I, I sometimes can manage a, a second call out for painting with my space rules. 
you know, and, and like at the New Orleans one, like some of those armies there, I doubt I was even on the radar, you know, because some of those armies just looked so cool. You know, like one dude had like a complete GSC army that was all converted to look like Cobra from G.I. Joe. Yeah. You know, and, oh, that's and dope. it was all, that's yeah, it was dope. all painted super dope, had all the decals, like there was a Destro, a Cobra Commander type deal, and and I just thought like, man, Marmy was looking shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they like those kinds of events. Like, I don't know. I think I've seen like better hobby in those than I have out of 40k players in years, but I have seen some shenanigans at our regional GTs, you know, guys trying to get away with shit, you know, stuff broken half. You know, I understand sometimes models break over the event and like, you're just there, you know, like, fuck it. Sorry, the arm's gone. You know, that happened round two. It's not getting fixed. I get home type of deal. But yeah, you know, there's, I have seen some people kind of try to, show up with trash and and do the whole weekend with trash so how, how do you improve it how do you make it better what do you do i know i i think i'm we're we're talking about for like our we got the cornhusker coming up of uh you know basically you know army's got to be battle rent battle ready standard and uh you know an effort has to be made you know have a little have a little caveat in there uh just to say and if you have to question if, if that's something, if you read that pack and you question whether an effort has been made, um, then, then it hasn't for you. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. You know? yeah. And, and then, and then, I mean, I hate to say it. Um, like I said, there was a couple guys I, I, I think probably should have models pulled. Um, I understand why Joss didn't, but you know, I think, I think you almost just got to lay the hammer down and, and people will figure it out. What like, about, uh, what about, so here's last year at monkey, um, this kid showed up. And uh, he had some like chaos space rings. He's running a chaos mix list, and some of it was just like fucking primered like lead belcher. It was like shiny lead belcher paint, and that was it. There was no wash. There was no like anything. And uh, I I I didn't allow him to get paint points for the weekend. What what would you say about that? If like if To starts stepping up or judges start stepping up because it is in the rules. I mean it's a there's definitely an avenue for it that like, Hey, that's, you know, that's like three colors isn't the rule anymore. Like to get those 10 points in Nephilim, it says battle or what is it? Uh, battle ready. Yeah. Right. So if you see an army, you don't think is battle ready as a judge or a TO and you tell someone they can't get those 10 points for the weekend. You know, do you think they're going to do that again? Or you think, what do you, what do you think is going to happen from there? Uh, paint their I shit. Maybe, but they they also might just not. I don't I don't know if that just opens up. Uh, hey, I'll just want to want to. Well, I'll bring an unpainted army and just play ten points down every game. Yeah. You know, well, unpainted, I just pull. I, I mean, that's my yeah. thing. If there's no paint on it at all, I'd just be like, you can't use that. There's no paint on it. You know. I yeah. Know, with, with me, I found that like with with contrast paints, I used to hate painting. You know, I used to prime it black. You know, dry brush on various colors, and I and I didn't really like it that much but with contrast paints and stuff like that it's really changed the way i paint personally you know with having two kids and stuff it makes it difficult i have not much time so i can get the results that i like out of contrast paint with you know minimal effort and i think there's a lot of people that should be able to utilize that tool and I, i'm i'm totally okay with people pulling models for if it's gray plastic i mean no one wants to play against gray plastic yeah and if you can't afford the contrast paints dude the arm painter's got some dope ass speed paints yeah the speed yeah so it's and those sets are pretty cheap you get a whole set of arm painter speed paints you know probably fucking thirty dollars let's go down so. by the way dan i like your distracting 
best painted light that is just yeah, flashing right. in the background. <laughs> for those not watching this, Dan went and uh, basically plugged in his award for all, to, like, all of its glory to be seen. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. sitting to the right. Like, make sure you see yeah. this, okay? It's almost as pretty as my leg lamp. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Well, I don't know. My thing is, and that's one thing I struggle too with locally with our guys. Is, like, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty grateful in Wichita that we have some guys that are pretty good at the hobby. Like, we have some guys that really enjoy painting. Uh, they really enjoy you know getting their army together, getting their stuff made, and like I like seeing some of the dudes, especially some of the dudes have grown a lot, you know, because like it was. Sixth, seventh edition, like a lot of these guys, I, ha I had like no hope for them. And now I'm seeing some of these dudes that like are doing shit that like I haven't ever been able to do. And I'm a fucking artist, you know, and I'm so I'm pretty impressed by it. Like, I'm, I'm glad that like a lot of my guys locally, you know, do do good things with their armies and try to have good hobby, hobby, hobby showing. But also it's been, you know, there's been a lot of push, you know, because like we still had the guy that was going to try and show up with like three different colored dots. You know, the guy that was gonna, you know, be like, you know, well, primer's a color, you know, and here's the green and here's the yellow and, you know, having to like set out and explain to everybody that like battle ready versus three colors, two different things. Like, you know, Nephilim or whatever chapter approved says, it says battle ready is the standard. It doesn't say three colors. So, you know, you can't get away with that anymore. You need to paint your shit. Well, I mean, personally, at RTTs, I don't give a fuck if you're painted or not. Well, um, RTTs I, I, is a different. I'm talking GT levels. Yeah, GT levels, you should for sure have. You know, the the, the painting stand three 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 colors in a base. You know, something nice just makes the game. And, and it feels so good when you finish painting an army, yeah. at least to a you know minimal standard that is the three colors in base. Battle ready. Three colors in the minimal standard. Fuck off. Oh, fuck it, dude. You can skip. <laughs> you can go a long way with some colors, man. I mean, just with some dry brushing and stuff, you'd be fine. Some models. Yeah, I think so. But, but I don't know. And there's something to be said about, like, you know, when, you, when you've when you watched, you guys have all played in stores. You guys have all played in public places. And when people that are unfamiliar with the game or unfamiliar with what we do walk by and look at stuff, you know, what do they stop and look at? They stop and look at, like, the well-painted armies. They stop and look at, like, the well-done models. And, like, that's what initially attracts a lot of people to the game. You know, it's... it's. I, I do think it's part of, like, if you want other people to be in your hobby, you want other people to be doing the same shit that you're doing, like, you need to make a little bit of an effort or have a little bit of a... a little bit of work into making it attractive or lucrative to other people. So it's... That's, that's kind of my thing is like, if you want other people to do what you're doing, you know, lead the way and show them how to do it. Don't, uh, don't have asset because, you know, the, the better, the better you look to the outsiders, the more people try draw to your hobby. More of the story. Don't, uh, don't meta chase, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to meta chase, fine. Just, just put the, put the effort in. So dude, I, I, I you know, some, sometimes there's like, I don't know, it's just still, I've heard Kenny Boucher use the term uh, hobby cheating sometimes. And, you know, he's not talking about like cutting corners or anything, but there's stuff you can do in your processes that, you know, may, may make for fast painting an army. Like that, that Tyranid army I got, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it looks pretty dope. Like uh, Mark Newson, you know, helped me because at the time my hands were a little jacked. 
And basically, he took a single action airbrush in two nights, and that whole Tyranid army looked super dope. You know, it's, it did not take a whole lot other than just like color selection and what colors needed to go where, and a couple of evenings with an airbrush. And then there's a fully painted army, you know, that you can just get based and be ready to go. And, you know, there's some armies that are good for that. You know, demons are probably good for that. Tyranids are probably good for that. You know, there's probably a couple others that, you know, you can go down that path of easy. You know, hell, I remember doing like 200 zombies where you're just painting them and dipping them, you know, letting them dry. <laughs> and spinning them. Yeah, and then dry brushing the shit out of them, putting some eyes on them or some teeth, you know, and then basing them. And they look pretty good ranked up, you know, and it's a little bit of effort. So. Yep. You want me to talk about my games at all? Yeah, go ahead, man. We got. I guess we got off on tangent, but I think it was a good tangent. So, yeah. so what did uh, you see in the meta? What did you see in the the games? That what, what to quote the Macho Man Randy Savage? What cream was rising to the top? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll get there because I ran into it. I ran into it. So uh, I took uh, Abaddon and eleven Baby Knights. Yeah, uh, lame. Lame. It's it's lame. fun list. It does have a flaw. I knew about going into the event. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, fucking vehicles all heavy, dude. Well, and that that's not a problem. The the secondary, like they nerf they finally officially nerfed Storm and Darkness for Nephilim. Um, but it doesn't really matter because even unnerfed, it's not that good. It's nowhere near as good as the Imperial Knights one. Like the Imperial yeah. Knights action secondary is like a free fifteen points. I've never scored uh, unless I'm tabling my opponent, I, I only score like six or nine on Storm of Darkness. Uh, yeah. If I'm lucky, but anyway, so um, that's what I took. I, I game one I put against Blood Angels. Uh, he that was bad. Uh, I had a Carnivore on his home objective on turn two, so um, but his his he had kind of more of a thematic list, and but it was it was a fun game. Uh, two, two I put against a Tau player. He did not have Sun Shark bombers. That's key to yeah. key to know. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he had a couple hammerheads. So I I spent uh, I have a deep strike baby knight. So that one was off the board, and I uh, put two other ones in reserve. And then on turn one, I pulled two more off the board. So uh, I basically had half my army off the board, so he couldn't shoot. And I could hide. That's fine. Yeah. How much? I, how many CP do you start with with your list? I start with three. I just okay. buy the super heavy ox. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But that one ended up going with my favor just because it was a it was a dawn of war, and then because I was able to hide, uh, and, and his turn one he peeked out a hammerhead and like a commander to try to kill a car. I had one carnivore exposed basically, and uh, he left it on one wound. Hammerhead shot, you know, hit wounded, rolled the d three and rolled like a one or two, whatever it was. But that carnivore had one wound left and went up and you know still killed the entire unit of crew on on my turn. Um, that's lucky. Yeah, and then I I came I came <laughs> on, uh, uh, came on from deep strike. and was able to shoot his hammerheads, and once those went down, it was kind of over. Um, Fair game, yeah. Free play wherever you wanted to go. Yeah, and then uh, round three, I played against Matt Root with his Yormunder, whatever it is that the Tyranid uh, monster. Yormungunder. Yormungunder. Uh, so that was a game. Like going into that game, I I mean, people are bitching about Abaddon. But that stupid high tyrant. Oh my! It's too good. God. It's too good. Yeah, and and in my list, because like you can, you can other armies. Like if you have a big fat unit, he can't go in and wipe a whole unit, and then run away. But he can go Correct. into a baby knight, kill a baby knight, and run away, and yes. return. And so yes. I, I pretty much, uh, 
I've, I've played that matchup before, and I basically knew this. Like, I need to, you know, try to set it up and hope that he fails, either fails charges, fails a dread check. I just need that guy to fail at some point, or I'm going to lose the game. Uh, and then, thankfully, you know, Roots can't roll a charge roll with that guy. So <laughs> he ended up failing two charges, having to waste CP to re-roll. So what that meant is that the turn he went into Abaddon, he had to burn... He had to burn CP basically to reliably kill Abaddon, yep. uh, which then meant that he didn't get a runaway. So that was a huge swing in that game. And then my deep strike baby knight, he, on one flank, he had kind of his whole army. On the other flank, he had a old one-eye, um, a couple zone thropes, and then like a tyrant effect. So it wasn't very much over there. Uh, but I killed the zone thropes on like turn two, killed the tyrant effects, and then pop shot at old one eye and I left him at one wound uh, and I shot a, quite a few things at him. Just couldn't get, couldn't get the last wound off, but my baby, and I had the deep strike in went to the very far corner of the board. So he had to turn old one eye around and go backwards to actually get rid of that guy. Oh, that's annoying, but no, uh, like it's more annoying. So that this is the turn that he went in on Abaddon with his hive tire, I think. So he ended up uh, basically when all the, his other hive tyrant failed to charge. You know, long story short, I knew I knew the only charge that he, that he had gotten into that point was into Abby, uh, and so I the knight that he was going to charge of mine was a baby knight. So I was like, well, I that was a gun knight with the with the old one eye, so I can't uh, I can't really fight in combat and kill him. So I just so he declares the charge there. So I just said, oh, whatever, Overwatch. All right, move shots. <laughs> Six two sixes on my hits for Overwatch. Oh, get out of here, dude! I smoked smoked hold one eye in uh, in Overwatch. So it's such <laughs> but, a good feeling. Yeah, well, that's why no one likes you, Dan. Yeah, I know, hey, dude. I I told him I said it's because he should have been dead. He should have been dead from the, all the shooting he ate the turn four. But but that crushed Matt's flank. Uh, but even even that at the end of the game, I think I had three three probably wounded baby knights, and he had. A neurothrope, uh, the walking hive tyrant, and a tyrant guard, and it was like a twelve-point game. So nids are nids are nasty. Ended, so I ended up winning that one. Uh, then game four, I played against uh, a tau person, farside enclaves with two hammerheads and then two sunshark bombers. And <laughs> we I looked up those sunshark bombers the night before, and we did the math, and they should kill like basically each one should kill a baby knight. Yeah. Uh, my opponent didn't know the math though. So that probably helped him because he goes and he has, he started splitting fire and he basically those two sun shark, he went first. I really needed to go first this game. Uh, his two sun shark bombers basically at the end of it killed like three and a half baby knives. So, <laughs> so, so fire, fuck it. You're going to fail your saves. Yeah. And, and I, he was like, even like, he's like, I don't know if they should do more than that. We like ran the math. He's like, okay, that's about right then. But yeah, but those those two those two Sun Shark bombers just rolled me, basically. They just crippled me so hard. Uh, and then him yeah. going first, uh, him going first on the t the table that we had was a little more uh, line of sight blocking on the windows. So he was able to go first and get on all the objectives, and there really wasn't anything I could do. And well, they're like they're like eleven wounds T six with a three up, right? Uh, no, they're like twelve wounds T six four up. Okay. So they, they died pretty quick. With with what I had left to shoot at them, but but they they're man they shoot like uh twelve 
like strength eight, two damage shots. They shoot yes. like another four strength seven shots. Then they drop bombs on you. Uh, and then they have a couple missiles they shoot as well, like seeker missiles. Yep. So for like 160 points. So They're disgusting. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, and then he has a redeploy. So if, if I would have first, he just pulled them off. He had them deployed way up front. So he could have just pulled them off the table if I went first. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But those, those were, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't sit down after that for a while. Um, <laughs> and then the last game I played against Ben, and this is one where it, so all, all weekend, my secondaries were kind of, you know, like against root, I had to take a grind and I scored six on it. So that kind of felt bad. Uh, but against Ben, I took uh, no prisoners, which he gave up. I think he gave up 10. If you tabled him, basically you gave up 10. Yeah. And then I took, uh, the good cast knight secondary ruthless tyranny they get like the stranglehold one and then my options for my last secondary against ben were every one of them was bad like the mission was uh the priority objective one so the storm of darkness i was like okay realistically this one would score me three unless i'm tabling ben then i could score more on it uh there's a one of their kill secondaries it's kind of like a reverse to the last and Ben's Ben's like most expensive things were like his his land raider, um, his big big squad of noise marines, and his demon prince. And so I was like, if I pick that one, he'll just play KG, and I'll get no points on that one. Correct, and then yeah. and then my only other option was assassinate. So I, I basically I essentially had a dead secondary versus him, which super sucked. Um, so because of that, I was I I think I I think I, was, I took assassinate and I scored three on it. You know, but but it was uh, it was basically like I had one secondary that I couldn't couldn't score. Uh, so that was like a I knew that was a problem with the list, but actually playing a game where that came into play, it sucked. So uh, but that game we, we played and I think it was like I, I had more primary than I had more primary than him. Um, he had more secondary than I did. And I think he was up. It was like a six or eight point game. He ended up beating me by. I had one turn where I moved a couple knights onto a uh, turn three. Uh, I moved on my turn two. I moved a bunch of knights onto objectives, and I needed. Uh, I think the the then on his turn three he went and shot, and his blastmasters. He rolled about average on his blastmasters, but I just proceeded to fail every single save. Yeah, and and so it was like, and it was like it wasn't a ton of saves. It's like. Oh, you know, fail like eight saves, but every one of those was four damage a pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it's disgusting. So that turn, that turn, he picked up four baby knights, and if <laughs> I if I'd have had one of them survive on an objective, that would have been like a huge uh, bonus to me on primary, because I I would have I would have I, I think uh, at that point at least gotten four to four to eight more points. Uh, I don't remember exactly, so. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the the flaw on the list, and and I thought about it ahead of time, but I didn't have time to to get any demons. Was to, you know, try to get drop a baby knight and keep summoning points to to be able to summon demons to like raise banners, so I have access yep. to yep. access to a little more reliable secondaries or psychic interrogation in the matches you want to take the game. Well, and that's uh, you know, I I I figured I was going to try Storm of Darkness more than I ended up doing. But I would probably, and especially, you know, looking back on it, there was there was not many. There was like one and a half gray knight players. There wasn't enough people to worry about taking not taking four. four. So yeah. I I could have easily uh, upgraded one of the knights to take um, 
that'd be the psyker. So Warp, warp carapace or whatever it is. Yeah. But and I had a lot of indirect fire for like anti sisters tech um, and anti Eldar tech, but there was like I don't know three or four sisters and two Eldar there that I never played. So a lot of <laughs> a lot of good. My you know I was playing against Ben and my indirect fire does like nothing know, over the course of the game like did a wound maybe. Let me know, take my two ups all day, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's I didn't realize exactly how chaos spawn worked either. Um, I thought, <laughs> yeah, dude, I thought they healed at the end of the phase. No, they're like uh, Necrons every fucking time, dude. Yeah, it's dumb. Yep. So I was like, I was like, oh, because I left one of them at one wound, and I was like, okay, and he's like, it's back to full. I was like, what? If I was gonna say, no, it's. I'm like, well, what? That's fucking stupid. Now I can't kill it. So yeah, but no. Overall, so I don't know what I ended up. Not good. Uh, but yeah, I, but suck. at least I kept Ben's. I kept Ben's points low, so he didn't get a good score. Either, at least. <laughs> yeah. The true God sabotage damn. comes south. Yeah, Dan's like, I had a shitty weekend. But I don't care because I brought down Ben's weekend too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. horrible man. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, I just gotta. I, I I'll take the loss if I can drag his points down. <laughs> Lordy, so so what are you? Uh, you gonna stick with that a bit? You gonna you gonna play that some more and kind of? I'm I'm. I don't know. I, I I don't know if I read a rumor or I'm just. I'm, no, I'm that motherfucker's not. He's done. He's done. No, with that it shit. depends on no, demons. He's done. Like, can I take a patrol of demons like Harlequins? I thought I yeah, read that. I, I would assume that they're going to slot in just like that. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. And if they do that, if they do that, I would drop. I would drop two to three baby knights in a heartbeat. Um, like I have two carnivores on the list, and honestly. I usually have one baby knight that couldn't hide and it would just be exposed and get shot. So that was always a carnivore. So if I could take a couple less knights and actually hide them all, uh, so I don't have to deep strike them, then I could easily take a couple, uh, like a demon thing and give, give me access to raise the banners or something like that. Like I would do that in a heartbeat. And I think that dude, cause the, the firepower, like, well, you just give it a fucking Abaddon. Cause fuck that no, guy. No, fuck that guy. No. Dude. Fuck him. Abaddon, yeah, he's his his dick is big. So. I've been playing that dude's like Jason Voorhees. He just keeps walking. He was fun against the, like the, the Tau because like Tau can't really do anything to him. So Tau just <laughs> the first the second out of my first Tau player played. He like killed a couple bodyguards. He killed Shadow Sun. He killed his Enforcer Commander. And oh, Jesus! Abaddon was just, <laughs> Abaddon was just ping, like chasing things down. Ping, like, ping. Die. Well, they just they don't have a good way to kill them. So, but yeah, the phases. But then, like, I, I that's where I have a like root. Just uh, I they have some charge. They have a charge strat or whatever for mortals, I guess. So he just like runs up and but has to burn the strats and CP and just just body bumped and just one shot Abaddon with that stupid hype tyrant. Yeah, but the Reaper Litter should just do it fucking flat out. Not even need to worry about it really. Yeah, I think you, you need to get him down to like six wounds, and then you fight him, and you should kill him. So, sure, and that's that's what happened. But and then I think uh, Ben killed him, but Abaddon at that point had I don't know killed like two two units of uh, two, he probably killed two or three units of, uh, of noise, noise brains and killed his unit of bikes. So I mean Abaddon when he, when what, he, that, he, what what that land raider do? Did it do anything? Uh, it ate a lot of his CP. 
because he spent, <laughs> he did that every single turn. He did that strat on it to modify a dice to a six. So like one CP, then like on turn one he he shot missed like rolled a miss, changed to a six, and then it exploded. And then otherwise he kept just uh you know four shots like oh it was like three hits. Then he'd roll like two wounds and he would just change the failed to to a success. So it just it made the land raider a little more reliable. But I'm pretty sure he spent uh he spent used used five five CP, cp five cp to do it just just on the land raider to do that uh, and then he was putting the it got i i think on turn two or turn three he was just putting the feel no pain spell on it so i mean i don't know like i told him like i think it's okay but i i think he'd be better off getting there's better things out there yeah there's a little more a melee threat type thing so but yeah but no, it was a good event. I think Tau, the Tau player that I played, uh, played played Charlie in the finals. And I don't know what happened that game, but those Sun Sharks were alive at the unlocked by their the Sun Sharks were ah. alive at the end of the game. So, <laughs> which is uh, not good, not good. So, <laughs> and then Kelling Kelling got second with his Eldar. He had a lot of close games. I think he won his final round by like three points. I think he had a couple games where he was in the single digits of, of winning those with his elder, but he pulled it out. And then I don't, I don't remember who what the rest of the placings were. So yeah, well that was that was going to be the topic. Speaking of killing, that was going to be the topic tonight. Was the the uh, the opponents win loss being the tiebreaker as opposed to battle points? Because I guess I did that up in Denver for uh, the the. The fight club event they had up there. That and, event where uh, they let a, a Necron player go six 100 point games. So Marshall Pearson, dude, he's too good, dude. They're, they're the best good. was the white. Do you see the white knighting on the internet? Colorado, they their metas must suck dicks. How do you let somebody that? Like, Necrons aren't hard to beat. You just run at them and they die. It's not hard, people. So. Dude, the, the best, though, was there was a lot of white knighting on the internet, you know, talking about just how good he is and that. You know, I don't even know who that is. He is a good player. He is a good player. Yeah, like a very good player. That's fine, but if you're it, he must be playing against seals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that, dude. I, I will. I would. Necro, Necrons are fine until you f- you figure out how to beat them, and then they just lose. So Necrons weren't even in the running this weekend because anybody, all a lot of the good, good players have plans to beat Necrons. And and once you have a plan to beat them, they 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 struggle. So and all and, and all you, and all the plan has to be is to hey I'm gonna run at you and fight you on right away on turn one and I'm gonna deploy in the line because you don't have enough shooting to do anything that I care about. So, Correct. But yes, Correct. back to opponent game win percentage. I just had to talk shit on Colorado for letting that happen. Yeah, well, I just it was amazing to me to see all the you know Necrons Necrons aren't that. They, they don't need looked at or they don't need dealt with because he's just that exceptional player. And I'm like, if he's that exceptional of a player, you know, why wasn't he doing this with some other fucking army? You know, it's, it's like, I get it, but at the same time, you know, no one else throws up on those like that. You know, it's, it's that army. I've seen it at a few tournaments where guys go, you know, five, six games, you know, scoring a hundred and, I played him in RTT a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I was like 100, 195, you know. So it's it does not take a whole lot to do that with the Necrons compared to some other armies. 
like for instance, Black Legion or some of the other stuff that's out. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, I mean, we, um, go ahead. No, go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I mean, just like moving, you know, on the objective of scoring 12 points, you know, secondary is a turn. It's pretty fucking brain dead. For doing shit you're supposed to be doing playing the game. Correct. Like, you're, you're already supposed to be doing that. Like, it's... Ugh, it's disgusting. But, uh, so I guess... So what's the... I guess someone break this down Barney style for me because I have not been following this a whole lot. I've seen some grumblings over the last week. So that's kind of why I want to talk about it, get you guys' takes, because, you know, I don't know. I think Scott... So, let me... I can can do this really quick. Yeah, break it down. So, right now, tournaments and everything is scored. You got wins, and then... So the 6-0, however many wins you have, that's your first thing. So the person with the most wins is at the top. And then, so we get down to, say it's a six-round event, the six person with six wins at the top, and then the next thing, you got five wins. So then how do you sort the people with five wins? Right now, we, we generally do it with battle points. So then the person with the highest battle points would be, uh, of the five winners, would be second, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what uh, this this system does, it's, it's similar where wins are the, the most important thing. So however many wins you got, then the next tiebreaker is opponent game win percentage, which essentially means your you look at the people that so if I, I would have looked at for this if you did it for this event, I would have looked at my opponents for the weekend and I would basically calculate how many games they won. And then add them all together. So let's say so uh, Ben Ben won four of his five, uh Root won four of his five. And let's say my other opponents all won, you know, two or three out of the five. You add all those up, divide it <coughs> by twenty-five, and that's your opponent game win percentage. So what that's so basically it takes battle points out of out of the the rankings equation. Yeah. Equation. Um, and then you know, theoretically, if you play stronger opponents, you know, so let's say uh, so I played Ben and Root. Uh, so I, for example, and they both, they both did well, then my opponent game win percentage is probably, would probably be on the higher side because you played stronger opponents. It also, uh, helps, you know, the, the, the later you win in an event is probably also helps with the getting a a higher opponent, opponent win percentage or whatever. Uh, because you're generally you're, every every round, if you're undefeated, you're playing some the person you will, if you lose to them or whatever, will be somebody who's undefeated. So Correct. it helps it helps the score. But so they this is it's been called other things in other games. It is I don't know all the different names, but it uh, it's just it's it's one way to do it. Apparently, GW does this at their events now. Um, I read a you know it's a. Uh, I was reading, Brant posted and he said that opponent, uh, we shifted to using it a while ago and the U.S. opens now. So they, they do it in those. And like, so this is where, and I think Kelly knows, but so he's playing Eldar. Like I said, his games were close and tight all weekend, but Eldar don't have great secondaries and they play really cagey games, but they don't score big points. You know, Correct. so so because they don't score big points, you know, uh, let's say he would have lost 
a game, uh, if he would have lost the finals game, he probably would have dropped down to like, I don't know. He would have dropped in the ranking significantly because, because of how battle points work. So, but, uh, but the, that's, that's the whole argument is to, it's basically just trying to get it off that metric to something else, which is good. And it's bad. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter really what system you pick. There's there's issues with them all. So, is my is my opinion on it to a degree. Yeah, the the thing I don't like about, I guess my understanding of it is, I don't like that it relies on what your opponents have done as opposed to what you've done. You know, if Scott and I both roll into round six and like Scott scored, you know, let's say he's at five hundred eighty three battle points and I'm at like five hundred twenty. You know, there's a definite disparity in how we played the game that weekend, yeah. you know, over a course of a few games. And if if he's if if my opponents had like the higher win percentage, it basically ignores that disparity in how we played the game over the weekend. And and that's what I think bothers me about it. And I, I don't know if I articulated that well or if you guys understand where I'm coming from on it, but like I, I've been right above or right below somebody that you know there's a decent sized gap, you know that you know because this game's about squeezing points out of out of each mission, and yeah. and, and I don't want to see the, the scenario come around to where like I played my ass off and just based on like the random pairings that I had, you know, were a little bit less or a little bit worse than somebody else's, and they get to jump me because of that. I just I don't know. I just feel like it's a little silly. Yeah, and it's it's something uh, it's out of your control, like is to a degree. So I don't really, I don't know if I like that or not. But uh, but you can also, so this is what this was. So apparently they they've made it. So like, let's say uh, let's say bam, you lose every game in an event. You'd be a zero for somebody and their opponent. They they put a cap on it to thir- you know a minimum of thirty three percent. You know, so basically the, if you play a really bad player. If you play one of the guys who's gonna, you know, lose all of his games, you still get, you know, uh, some points from them, which kind of makes the, I don't know, the fact that you have to like put a, and that that's my always been my argument against it is that the system doesn't work when when people drop from events or when you have, um, you know, really, really bad, I don't know, yeah, or if you get a. If your first couple games, their opponents aren't aren't super great, like kind of like you said. So, so I don't know. I think I think there's other ways that could be more interesting to do it. Like a differential, like uh, the twenty o system, like WTC does, could be could be more interesting. So you know, but I don't know. So, do you think this maybe is factoring more into like like trying to get to to like ELO scores or like ranking systems? Because this is a way to actually like you know, determine whether or not someone after an event should move up in the rankings or move down in the rankings, because if they played a lot of low caliber players and scored high, you know, that, that shouldn't be worth as many points in an ELO system. Whereas, you know, if you, if you, if you score not as many points, but all your, 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 your opponent win percentage is like 70 plus percentage, you know, that, that, that shows that you played a lot of fucking really good ass players. And because you ranked it like, like 10 or, you know, you know, sub ten, you sh- your rank should go up. Well, now, I mean, that- here's a question I have too: is like, I've seen guys that go to tournaments, and if they don't, 
if they're out of the tournament, they just fucking drop. Yes. Like, you know, like guys are looking for the, their headhunters. They're going in looking for the podium and they realize like they're out of the hunt for the podium. So they just bounce, you know, how does that, how does that get factored in? You know, if, if you got some stud that came there thinking he's going to get first, second or third, that doesn't have the weekend he plans and drops the event, but he was a good player. You know, how do you handle that? How do you deal with that? Well, I think that, that I think that if there is an ELO system or like a, a ranking system that discourages people from ever dropping, because I think you'd lose a lot of points from dropping, right? Uh, whereas if you play the whole event, there's not there's still a chance you lose ELO, points. I don't think ELO. I don't actually know if that just cares who you play. So if yeah. you drop, I don't actually know if that changes it. But I don't. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Be. I don't know if rank. I mean it. I think it most mostly is due to players playing low battle point scoring factions are the ones pushing for it. So, but I don't think they're wrong in doing it necessarily. But, but I don't. I don't. Yeah, but I, what 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 should an average army score? Because we've got these outliers like Necrons and Sisters that obviously like we can potentially score ninety seven a turn or you know ninety seven a game every game whereas like most factions i think personally are scoring like 80 points a game 85 points a game in reality yeah I mean, that shows uh i yeah i don't know they're they're using the secondaries to kind of balance the game so also true yeah yeah and then if you if you play against somebody who doesn't know how to play against necrons or sisters then they give their opponent 100 so, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, not just one, but fucking six, baby. Yeah, I mean, a monkey. There was, I, I wanted to play that Ekron guy that was uh, scoring all the hunters at monkey because my list was designed to take poops on Necrons. So Nathan Bajors or whatever it was, I can't yeah. remember what his last name was. So, and that'd be the other question. You know, did, were those all one hundreds? Are they? Uh, or they? Uh, you know, uh, Detroit someone's conceding at the fucking bottom of three. Exactly. Like, are, are they? Uh, oh, I went first. I'm already up uh, thirty points. You want to concede? And then uh, are they? Are they those kind of hundreds? I don't. I don't know. So, but but as far as opponent win game percentage, you know, every every one of those systems has good and bad. Um, so I don't. You know, the only thing that's changed. And I guess I haven't. I never looked at the GW events, but I guess they're doing it at the GW event. So we'll see how that plays out in uh, uh, KC and stuff. October here, yeah. But uh, you know, I think the random pairings was a is a like we because we switched to that. I think that's made a huge huge difference. I love random pairings personally. I think they're just the bee's knees. Yeah, that way there's there's no. You know, there's no planning. You know, you're just, you're you're all in the same pool. It is, it is what it is. So it just reinforces that drinking for me, and like you know, just like yeah. next round's <laughs> gonna be a surprise. Fuck it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Fuck it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I do. I definitely. I'm a fan of the random, uh, the random first uh, three or four. It's. Uh, I, I'm. I'm definitely there. So. Well. I guess, uh, regardless of what they go with, you know, it's it's out of our hands. So, 
I didn't realize the U.S. Open was doing it, but I saw the same thing you said that uh, Mike Brandt put up. So it's I, I don't think it's horrible. I just don't like the idea of like playing your ass off and have somebody else, you know, potentially going past you because they didn't, you know, because they some something you can't control, you know, basically show that they played tougher people than you. And well, that's, that's the the way the U.S. Open is with the with with the cut or whatever. Like so, let's say like let's say Bam places four four really tough opponents in the in the first four games and then gets seeded to the top bracket and I and I have a much easier path. Does that mean like when we go like is that all still counted for the top bracket? Like is you know so Bam is always going to be ahead of me because he had, he had a a best a better early bracket than I did, you know. And there's nothing you can do about it because then at that point you're basically all playing the same type of people. So plus plus I don't think it accounts for like you know it, it doesn't account for like well, my army is a direct counter to this person's army. Yeah, like it's just it's just how the fucking math works out for this particular game, and I get four of those on my fucking path to victory. Where it's like, well, you just clearly didn't have a chance just because my mechanics specifically counteract yours. Whereas, like you, you can go and like, like your matchup, like you played two Tau players, which I would argue is very bad for you at Iowa. Yeah. So. And, and the guy I lost to, I and I, I, I fully believe it's a coin flip. Like, if I go first, I think I'm fine there. Um, yeah. And and if he goes first, he wins. Like, it's just it literally is a coin flip game. Like, you could play it ten times and get, you know, five wins and five losses, or or six wins and four lot, whatever it is. So, yeah, whatever the math breaks down to. But yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I don't. I don't. I don't care. I'm. I'm not gonna go crusade for, for changing the that metric because i don't know if it does it, it it just changes it just changes the problem it doesn't fix the problem yeah and i i do think kelling advocates for it because he is he is playing an army that would benefit more for it than his mothers and i mean he'll never admit that but it's, it is, <laughs> it's well he only plays eldar and yeah. eldar right now just don't win big no oh well, i mean they win, I just, though. They win. let me tell you let's see he won his final round by three points. He had a big win in the previous round. His uh, round three only won by nine points. Then he won by three points in his round two. So yeah, he had he had three really close games point wise. But then that means they're low. That's what I was looking at too. So let's say he would have uh, if he had lost, he got second. Um, geez, his opponent. So his opponent um, dropped down to eighth. You know. So I think that's what he that's what he doesn't like, and understandably so. God dang! And then, damn. Uh, so the top table, so one and two, the top two guys that was four undefeated going to that final round. Uh, so the Tao and Kelling, and then their opponents ended up eighth and ninth. Oh fuck! Yeah, and they both had the same battle points, four hundred twenty-seven, but they ended up eighth and ninth, so they got way, way down there. See, I think that's kind of fucked as well. You know, I think that if you're playing on the top table, that's first and that's second. And yeah. there should well, be no other fucking Yeah, they did that in War Machine a lot. They do like a top top cut. So and we actually were talking about this for like, you know, we were talking about this, uh, you know, I I'm I'm gonna talk to him about it, like for Bug Eater next year, rather than doing four games and then two games, do three games and then two games in a cut, you know. 
so you can have, you know, whatever, 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 how many people it is, whether it's the top two people play the last game by themselves or the top four people play the last game by themselves. But that way you can, you can get, uh, you know, that way not everyone has to stick around, but then you, then you just have, all you got to do then is keep your first and second place trophy off to the side and hand out the rest of your awards while those guys play game. So, yeah, I think that's totally fine. And, and like I said, it makes it, if, if you're playing on the top table for first place, you win this game, you win first, you lose it, you get ninth. Yeah. Sounds pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> and that's, like, that's, yeah. been a, that's been a problem. That has been an issue with a lot of events for a while. So, yeah. Yep. I don't disagree. We've all seen it. You've, you've been a part of it. So, yep. so I, I, I would enjoy seeing that get fixed um, more than I would care about switching to opponent game win percentage. So. And the Aussies have been doing it for a long time, dude. That's what that, that's how they do it. Is if you're playing for first and second, you're you're playing for first and second. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's cool. Uh, what is it, Austria? So I heard this. Um, WTC was this weekend. Yeah, and they um, Australians won, dude. Yeah. So what was it? A uh, Poland beat Team USA. Yep. And I think what did I what did I. I see it was something along the lines of uh, the, the the Poland team was going to create a coaching service called Art of Warsaw, where they coach where they coach your coaches. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's some good shit talking going on, but other than that, I didn't read, I didn't read, I didn't follow it at all. So, Poland's heavily decorated, though. I mean, they're fucking all about the WTC, dude. Yep. All right, guys. I think I'm spent. I'm done for the day. So I appreciate a good yep. talk tonight. We got some some gang, gang up the lead tonight. It turned out pretty well. So uh, before we get the hell out of here, Scott, you got anything else going? You want to throw in there? No, I got the gateway open next weekend. I, I decided to switch it up to go to Orcs instead of Salamanders. So. Just gonna fuck around and have uh, drink as much alcohol as possible. Okay, that sounds like a solid plan. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Dan, where you at? What you got? Uh, I got nothing until monkey. So yeah, I uh, that's where I'm at. We're, we're home stretch for monkey. We're gonna see what happens. So. Uh, and also, if you have not, got a couple more weeks, and uh, I'll be giving away that sweet, sweet Eldritch Omens box set. Uh, you gotta be five dollars or above to be entered. And uh, I'll be drawing that towards the end of the month. So uh, look for that on the Patreon, Flying Monkeys Wargaming. So. All right, guys. I'm not going to do Lord Marshall shit. I don't think we had anything shift or shake up uh, that was that significant. We'll do it next week. And uh, next week, we'll get back on the, the dojo time and the, and the hobby time. I need to get back to fainting. So just a, just a heads up. Don't look at me like that, Scott. That's that's my resting bitch face, dude. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I'll see you guys next week. All right, later. Game over, man. It's game over.